you all work what? 40 hours a week? Maybe more? Presumably you have a lunch hour, or perhaps maybe just a lunch half hour. How do you spend it? Eating in silence by yourself? Reading the news on your phone? Playing the hottest new app? Catching up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter? I spend my lunch time playing board games with my coworkers. My name is Adam Collins, and I can be found wherever a board game is being played. Today, I'm going to give you the reasons to play games at lunch in your office with your coworkers, and the reasons I hear from people as to why they do not do this and why I believe those reasons do not hold water. So that when you go back to work, you will want to start playing games with your coworkers too. So, let's get started. Why game in the first place? Who played games as a kid? Clue? Monopoly? Risk? The games of no strategy, shoots and ladders, Candyland? The old Parker brothers and Milton Bradley classics taught us how things go together, how to collect things, how to count. But more importantly, they taught us things like how to problem solve, take risks and evaluate the consequences. It taught us teamwork and how to develop a strategy. How are you going to win Monopoly when Grandma just won't trade you Boardwalk? They also taught us sportsmanship, both good and bad. We had to learn to win graciously and lose with dignity, or else no one would want to play with us again. My company was very departmentalized. Every division worked within its own silo. My group of gamers started out with three or four people meeting to play Sellers of Catan at lunch. All these people came from my division. Then, over about a two- or three-month period, the group started to expand. It expanded into other departments, other divisions, and now four years later, we are in other buildings on the campus. What started off as three or four players is now over 20. We started off playing Settlers of Catan every day, and that has now branched out to playing over 40 to almost 50 different games at lunch. We now have connections in other areas of the company, and for that one hour, we share a common passion. Now, if someone needs something from my division, they know that they can come to me for help and vice versa. Board games build bridges. I will keep saying that over and over again. I cannot reiterate enough how much I believe in that. So now on to the reasons I hear that people do not board game. First up, I would, but I like my 30-minute lunch so that I can leave earlier. Hey, that's fine. I can appreciate wanting to leave work early and get home to the family. I have a wife and two kids at home myself. But we have games that take five minutes, all the way up to games that take just over an hour. Smaller, lightweight games such as Coup and Love Letter can be played in a matter of minutes. These are card games of deception, and you play a round in less than 15 minutes. Those rounds can be scored individually. There's no need to play all the way up to the game finale. You can play a couple of rounds and then leave. Space Team literally has a five-minute timer that once you're ready to play, you flip it, and you have five minutes to work together to beat the game. Now, my lunch group specializes in games taking 45 minutes to an hour, but occasionally we like to play the shorter games. You can get a lot more gaming in during that one lunch hour, or perhaps you know that people will be in and out throughout lunch, and you just want to make sure that everyone can be included. Do you have a solid hour for lunch? Seven Wonders and Carcassonne are tremendous games that can be played in 45 minutes. Why? Because both games have a definitive ending. 
Seven Wonders is 21 hands of pick a card and pass. You do that 21 times and score it and go back to work. Heck, sometimes it takes just as long to sort out the game and put it back in the box properly than it does to actually play the game. Carcassonne is a tile-laying game that ends, well, it ends once all the tiles have been laid. Then you take the final score of what's left on the board, pack that up, and go back to your desk. Both of these games can go longer with expansions, but the base games are quick, easy, and really fun. And then you have the games that I like to say, we play when the bosses are away. Games that take about 75 to 80 minutes. Games that no matter how hard you try, no matter how familiar you are with the game, you just can't get it in in an hour. Games like Champions of Midgard and Lords of Waterdeep. These games are definite crowd pleasers in the office, but we just can't get it down to under an hour. Mainly due to the amount of time devoted to setting it up and tearing it down. Both are fantastic worker placement games that we definitely wish we could play more often. But that 75 to 90 minute playtime kills us. The second reason I hear is, I can't learn a game like that. They're so complicated. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a son who is 9 years old now, but he's been playing games since he was 3. And I'm not talking about Candyland and Shoots and Ladders. No, his first game was King of Tokyo, which I believe is meant for ages 8 and up. Now, I read him the rules on Christmas when I got the game as a gift from my brother. My son sat in my lap and I read him the rule book front to back. Then he probably beat me two games straight, so I immediately thought this game is broken. Nope, turns out he's just a good gamer. For Christmas two years later when he was five, he asked Santa for Formula D. That is a $60 game meant for ages 12 and up. You can learn any game you put your mind to. For example, if you know how to play Yahtzee, you can learn King of Tokyo. It's affectionately referred to as Monster Yahtzee. It's a game of rolling a set of dice, picking out which ones you want, rolling again, doing it a third time, and then score the dice as they lay. You're trying to win the game by either being the last monster standing, by defeating all of your opponents, or scoring 20 points. Can you play poker? Coup involves reading people's faces and bluffing. Do you like chess? Can you see many moves ahead? I sure can't, but Splendor is a card collecting game where you're trying to collect gems to score points and you need to think many rounds in advance so that you can set yourself up to get those cards to get the points to win the game. The next reason I hear is, these new games are very expensive. Yes, many of these games are more expensive than your run-of-the-mill Uno deck, but honestly, most games are far less than $50. I know that sounds a bit expensive, but the production value of these new games is a bit higher than a classic game of checkers or Hungry Hungry Hippos. I will mention again Coup. It is $10, and it can provide hours of enjoyment. Yes, I do have games that cost north of 50 bucks, but that's the point of getting involved in a gaming group. Other people will have other games, and you can learn these games without having to buy them for yourself. So lastly, and I hear this one all the time, I am just not that competitive. To that I simply say, great! You don't have to be competitive to play a board game. In this new era of this board game renaissance that we're in the middle of right now, there are many types of games out there with many different mechanics and styles of play. Castle Panic, 
Pandemic, Flashpoint, and the Forbidden series of Island, Desert, and most recently Sky are all cooperative-style games. That means all the players are working together to beat the game itself. It's a fun dynamic that helps break the monotony of the competitive one-person-wins type of game. It's perfect for the non-competitive people and great for team-building efforts. So there you have it. Those are the top reasons I hear why people don't play games at lunch and why I don't think those reasons are good enough. Now, the purpose of my podcast. Here on Eat Lunch and Board Game, I will review board games based on the following criteria. Rule clarity, time to explain to newcomers, component quality of the board, cards, tokens, etc., the gameplay, and finally what I consider the big three, replayability, bang for the buck, and lunchtime gaming potential. Replayability is very important. It goes hand-in-hand with bang for the buck. If a game has a dominant strategy, then it just becomes a race for who can get that strategy to work for them best. It's not much fun, and it won't see a lot of table time. Bang for the buck is important because if you're going to invest in the game, you want to make sure that it is worth it. As I just mentioned, if it's not going to see a lot of table time, is it worth the money to buy it? If the component quality is bad and the game wears out too quickly, is it cheap enough to buy it again? And finally, can it be played over a lunchtime? If not, we probably won't play it. Now, that does not mean the game is not good. It just means we don't have time to take pictures, take notes, or reserve a conference room for two days or more to play a long game of Axis and Allies or Twilight Imperium. We tend to stay after work for those games, and we do stay after work a lot. I plan to start off this podcast with simple and obvious games like Settlers of Catan, Carcassonne, and Seven Wonders. I will discuss the expansions for these games and other upgrades and tips for making it a more enjoyable lunchtime gaming experience. But after those few, I will open up the floor to you, the listeners. What games do you play? What games should I be playing? I will also reach out to people in various facets of the gaming industry to talk with them about their gaming habits, find out how they got started in this great hobby, what hidden gem games do they recommend, and what color do they just have to be? I would also be interested in talking with you if you play games at lunch. What games have you found that play well over lunchtime? What benefits have you seen from playing games with your coworkers? I want this podcast to be fun, lighthearted, useful, and heck, you might even learn a few things. You can reach me via Facebook at facebook.com slash eatlunchandboardgame or email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. My goal is simple. I want to help you find games that you can play with your coworkers over lunch. Why? Because board games build bridges. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.